we are kicking off 2024 with the biggest movie of 2023. Maybe the biggest movie ever? One of? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it was was certainly the highest grossing movie of 2023. That's for sure. Barbie was all the rage. Yes. But now Um, it's streaming, which is why we're in 2024. Very quietly. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I... uh, There was some big announcement. There was no big... And there's nothing quiet about Barbie in that marketing. So the fact that this one came in under the radar is very inconsistent with the movie. Yeah, so you saw this movie in the theater when it came out. You were among the the everyone who went. I was. It came out July 21st, and my birthday is July 28th. So we went for my birthday, uh, me and my friends. I was in a pink dress, and we brought cocktails, and I went out to dinner after and had a pink cake and the whole thing. And uh-huh. yeah, I was part of the crazy Barbie in-person experience, yes. And so I wasn't sure like how I, I, I felt like maybe I was colored a little bit by that and I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel the second time around, but um, I loved it again. I mean, yeah. it's funny, the two things I said after I saw it in the theater, cause I went back cause I was messaging with you, I feel exactly the same, which is one, like it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. It's yes. so weird and yeah. so original. I was just like, I've never seen anything like this. And the second thing I said was Greta Gerwig's a genius. I don't know how something like this comes out of someone's brain. And yeah. I still feel both of those things having watched it a second time. Yes. I mean, I feel like those things are pretty undeniable. Yeah. Like, right? what am I watching? The whole time yeah. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And this one has been out in the world, out in the ether for a long time, I think since 2020, on our Lady Bird episode we were talking Mm -hmm. about. So that kind of buildup, that kind of hype can go, you know, can can undercut a movie that's good otherwise, but feels overhyped by the time it arrives. I don't think that happened here. It is as big and as bold and as bright and is weird and is unflinching, I think, as we expected. Yeah, that's actually a good word for it. I mean, I do think the the gloss and the color and the pop gets the candy colors and everything. You could you could have had all that and all the hype. I mean, the ridiculous amount spent on marketing and and product tie-ins. But when particularly when I watched it again, putting all that aside this script is so fucking good. It just mm-hmm. is. This is a quality movie. I, I mean, the content, the yeah. the script is, uh, again, I'm not going to use the word genius. I Maybe I'm going to use it a hundred times. Who knows? But um, I just thought putting aside all that gloss and hype, This th- that is what I believe about this movie. And, yeah. and when I watched it again, I could focus on that a little bit more. As you know, when you're in the theater, you know, it's, it's an experience. Yes. But... When we watch it for this, you know, you're really focusing on the lines and 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 things in more detail, and so yeah. it really it really held up. I mean, yeah, I agree. I I even liked it better watching it the second time yeah. for this conversation to like think about scenes and yep. how smart they were and and how much is actually going on in them that you just kind of maybe gloss over the first time, uh, and maybe even frankly rolled my eyes at the first time. 
But the yeah. second time, I'm like, oh boy, that's so smart, right? It's so smart. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly. I, I, that's exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah. And so there is a reason that it is the was the highest grossing movie of the year. It yeah. did make over well, a billion dollars. She's yeah. the first woman to in history to direct a billion dollar movie. She's probably yeah. one of the only people. I mean, how many people have directed right. billion dollar movies? That's a good question. I mean, probably it's still probably a small handful. Yeah. And it's Warner yeah. Brothers' biggest grossing movie of all time. Wow. So yeah. good for her. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it is obviously there's, it's angled towards kids, right? L- little kids. This yeah. is like, I don't get that. Very but yeah. Candy coat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the silly stuff. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. I mean that's very childish, right. and mm-hmm. and the world being well, so it's a doll, right? For yeah. children, <laughs> yes. But the the live action part of it is consistent with with what you would be doing when you were playing with a Barbie, mm-hmm. which is also just so smart. Like how she just flies down from her house into mm-hmm. her car. Like yes. that is how it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it's it's got that element that kids want to go see it that you think it's a kids movie barbie movie you think it's a kids movie but you know as as i'm sure we'll talk about the heart and the brain is all for grown women right i mean it is yeah yeah, it 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 hits on everything we want to we want to see yeah and and the marketing budget can't be overlooked in in it that part of biggest it, biggest ever yeah. too, hundred and fifty million dollars, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a, I think a third more than the budget to make the actual movie. More than that was spent to market it. And yeah. I don't know about you, this summer, you could not walk into a store without seeing Barbie merch, and that went from kids brands, you know, in in my daughter's. Uh, stores all the way up to like stuffy department stores literally everyone had their own version of barbie merch right. it was a lot and that yeah. was a definitely a ding for me you know i yeah, just don't i like know that. i remember I you like, saying that yeah mm-hmm. i just don't love being feeling inundated like yeah and also like that i'm being force-fed something before i get to decide what I want it to be in my life. And, Mm -hmm. but I will say it didn't affect me that much, maybe because I was in LA and it kind of felt more fitting at the time I was in LA. And I don't know, just, I I was in Santa Monica. It felt Barbie-ish anyway. So. Well, you you were in Century City or near Century City, which is part of this. You went to Century City, mom. Yeah. 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 And Venice Beach and yeah. Yeah. uh, but but I hadn't seen the movie. Just right. the feel of, of everything kind of being fake and plastic is the reputation that L.A. has. So somehow it didn't feel over the top there mm-hmm. yeah. in, in, in a way that I might have here, but I, I'll never know. Yeah, it was a lot, and I don't love that either normally, but I think... I just, because it was Greta Gerwig, I just knew, yeah. Oh yeah, we've been talking about it for so long that I was not going to dismiss it on that. And you didn't of, either. I'm just saying of course. Yeah. that normally that if I had no other connection or tie or belief in the product, yes. I would have been like, you're annoying me now with this, like enough with the Barbie and all that. I would have and, been. And can we just note how huge that Greta Gerwig piece is? Because also, I, I don't, I think I recall from our conversation, 
I never played with Barbies. I didn't have oh, yeah. any connection to Barbie whatsoever. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I did. I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like, like my, I think I said this, like my best friend growing up had four sisters and they had so many, bar- it was Barbie land over there. Oh so my I gosh. had like, you know, where I'd get one or two a year, whatever I would go over there. They had every dream house, every car, every, oh, so that's wow. my connection to it was more like her and all her sisters. They had one of those huge playrooms and it was just Barbie. Everything. Yeah. Oh, so wow. it was more okay. over there. And then I had a brother. And so he'd like rip the heads yeah. off. So mine yeah. were always, mine were like weird Barbie. Yeah. But I didn't do it. My brother yeah. did it to my Barbies. Yeah. yeah. So I did, I did play with them. Okay. All right. Yeah. So then you had, and you had like positive. Yes, I did. Like and feelings I feelings in that way. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, so for me, it was. counter programming of how they were, you know, Greta Gerwig says yeah. her mom didn't let her play with Barbies. Yeah. Because I, of the, those views. Yeah, I didn't have those views. I just I was pretty uh, agnostic about Barbie. I, I right. didn't I didn't understand Barbie. I had no connection to her. But I wasn't like ew, and wasn't like you were probably you know. like Margot Robbie, who said she was just like an outdoorsy, like played outside, yeah. like ran around a yeah. little more feral, like you like. So she's like it just yeah. wasn't a thing. Like I wasn't inside playing with a Barbie doll. Like no. she grew up in Australia. You know, I'm not saying yeah. you. You know, I think you probably yeah. ran more that way. Yeah, definitely. But also, I did like being, I mean, this won't shock you. I did like playing with baby dolls. Oh, and I I, hated those because I didn't want to be a mother. (laughs) And I did. And that is my Mars and Cancer or Venus and Pisces, whatever it is. I mean, I mean, that wasn't all I did by any stretch of the imagination. But when it came to dolls, because dolls just weren't my thing, really. I was actually, yeah. So baby dolls if it was it was a baby doll and mostly I was like okay shh and then I put it down and like never yeah. looked at it again <laughs> go to sleep now <laughs> probably why motherhood real motherhood was actually hard for me I was like wait what yeah. I can't just yeah. put you over there and like so sweetly put a blanket on you and then kiss yeah. you on the head and leave for the whole mm-hmm. entire day yeah no yeah. okay all right. and the the flashy Leo in me liked the doll that you know accessories and outfits yeah, yeah. and yeah I liked that yeah, yeah. Although my so, my whatever little experience I had, they never fit right. It was hard to put on. I didn't, yeah, Barbie like was not. The shoes yeah. were a real problem. They never, never really did. went on well. Yeah, I don't think I ever <laughs> saw the shoes. But I yeah, because what I was probably whatever exposure I had was probably at nursery school or something where they might have had one or two. And I was like, what oh, is this yeah. thing? You can't put it. the The skirt doesn't go on over the legs and whatever. My daughter also did not play with Barbie, although, again, it wasn't like a stance. It was just like, yeah. what is this thing? I don't know what mm-hmm. this thing is. Right, but, right. So the, in those ways, that uh, this movie had some, uh, some things working against it for me. But Greta Gerwig oh, yeah. really was the... I was never going to dismiss it because I love her. Loved Lady Bird. I loved our discussion of Lady Bird, and mm-hmm. I just knew she wasn't going to do something obvious or uninteresting with it. Right. I knew she was really going to go for it. And when I first saw the still, the first stills that came out of this movie, yeah. which is the scene of her uh, Ro- Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling on Venice Beach in their yeah rollerblading in their neon 
whatever that wild pattern is, I was like, okay, she's yeah. really going for it here. Yeah. I mean, so we had all this faith in her and we're like, we'll yes. see it no matter what. And I don't know if you saw that 60 Minutes interview that her and Noah Baumbach did. Yes. I mean, he was like, what the fuck? Get me out of this. I, I don't know. Uh, what, like made some calls. Like, I don't know why she signed us up for this. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Tried to get them out get of it. Get out of and it. Also, I love, I did watch that interview and yeah. I loved it. And I loved that sh- he found out. Yeah. From Deadline. Like, yeah, from, from the trades. Yeah. She was like, oh, sorry, oh, forgot right. to tell you. Yeah. We're doing yeah. this. I thought yeah. that was so good. I but of that. course, like us, he was like, once I saw or heard the vision that Greta had. Yeah. Fine. But you heard what he said. It's like, I thought it was crazy. Well, she said this because she's not a character yeah. and she has no story. And it's she true. No personality. Like, like you said, what is this? What am I even playing with? Like yes. she doesn't have a story and she yeah. isn't a character. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I appreciate his hesitation. It is like, what are we yeah. doing? We, we make movies. Like, yeah. what is this even about? Yeah. And of course she clearly had a vision of what it was about. And part of it was this fact that you're saying that people are very differing views on it and it mm-hmm. she is controversial in that sense so even though she doesn't have a story everyone has an opinion on her yes. and I think she was able to play with that yeah. you know obviously um, yeah I mean I thought that was the most brilliant part of this movie that it tackled yeah. its own criticisms yeah. head on mm-hmm. and it completely disarmed people and allowed you to just be in the movie as opposed to like doing the work of defending yes. the the other point of view right mm-hmm. the, and and she doesn't just touch on the other side. She really yeah. gives the monologue right. for, you know, for all of the negative things you could be saying. And so right. she takes that away from you yeah. in your own mind. And mm-hmm. then you're just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Like, and she okay. convinced Mattel that that was okay. Hey, like that was yeah. the one area where they, you know, were a little like, really? Do, do we need to do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know... I, I read a different interview with her when in those meetings with Mattel, like it made me think of you actually. I don't know why I thought you would be like this. Like <laughs> she was talking and talking and talking. She's like, I was like two and a half hours in and I could see that they were like, they were, they were starting to say they were about to say they were worried about this. And then that's, you and she's like, but then by the end, I just kept going and going yeah, and going. Yeah. And they realized that I had thought of every, everything. Like every worst case scenario, every detail. And it's true. Like then you do disarm people because it's like, all right, listen, I may not agree with that. And I'm Mattel and I kind of wish maybe you weren't going to do that. But you've thought this through. Yeah. Like no one can deny the amount of thought you've put into Thought that she put into it. And Mm -hmm. she clearly didn't have what one might, uh, you know, present as the a quote-unquote feminist agenda, right? She mm-hmm. wasn't going to do a takedown of Barbie. She was going to do a, an expansion of Barbie, yeah. a complete yeah. arc for Barbie, a a deepening of Barbie. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't... And even in her quote-unquote takedowns of Barbie or her... We can talk about this too, like her hatred of men, it's, it's well-rounded. It's so developed. Completely. It is... It is funny. It is smart. It is uh, witty. It is wise. I, I, mm-hmm. She just—it's so. So how could they be defensive exactly. when mm-hmm. she wasn't attacking anybody? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then realize we are in good hands. Yeah. (laughs) Just let her do her thing because she's going to do it amazingly because nobody has thought about this more, put more effort in. And so she is quite the perfectionist. So yeah. And detail oriented. It really shows. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about some scenes? Yes. There's kind of a lot of good ones. Oh, (laughs) yeah, there are. For me, they maybe like, cocktail they like all roll into each other they do roll into each other yeah Yeah, so where are you starting um well I would start at the blowout party I mean there's you know we kind of already talked about the setup of the dolls I thought that was a very interesting opening and um and that's your setup of like you know they thought the women in Barbie land thought everything was great they'd solved all the problems and Mm -hmm. then we get like the little intro of Barbie land and I just thought that scene with the um, dance party and the bespoke dance routine um, mm-hmm. where it sets up the crisis, really, of, you know, the existential crisis yeah. of, of what we're doing here. Um, and first of all, it's the first of the dance scenes, too, and we'll talk about those. <laughs> but, gee, again, what am I watching? What is going on with these perfectly choreographed dance scenes? Uh, but, you know, that's the best day ever every day is and then just in the middle of it the you guys ever think about dying and the record stops and <laughs> that to me was like oh particularly the first time I saw it I she's think like I sh- doing the sprinkler she's yeah, got her hand on her head yes. and, she, yeah, and she's like great do you guys ever think about dying and it's like Wah! like just record stop no more music and I think I knew going in the first time that there was some like existential crisis. I didn't really read that much, but if you think about it, I only saw it a week after it opened. So I, I did, that was really when you, when I saw it the first time, like, wait, what, what, what's happening here? I was like, oh, okay. Um, and you know, Greta Gerwig said that that's like the line that becomes something where she almost breaks the movie. And I guess, which is an expression. Um, and what do you do after, you, after you've broken the movie? Well, her character tries to just keep the movie going as normal, but there's no way to do that. And so that's where from that point where like all the things sort sort of weird stuff starts happening and we realize that's the beginning of the arc for her that she's malfunctioning. Yeah. 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 Malfunctioning. Yeah. One of the words they use, but yeah. One of her Barbie friends uses that in the next scene. Right. You're malfunctioning. I would say she's waking up. She's oh, like yeah. realizing mm-hmm. that what this isn't all there is. And this is actually pretty superficial and silly. Right. And there's probably a lot more and a lot more range and depth. And that's where she's going with it. Yeah. It's just of all things, like thoughts of death. It's like not yeah. like a little thing. It's like she of goes course. from Barbie to irrepressible thoughts of death. So yes. Yes. It's a very unusual start. Yeah, which is not, which are not hers. They're yes. they're given to her by by her corresponding human in the real world. And my first scene, I don't know, is I don't know if you have anything before this, is when she goes to Weird Barbie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Kate McKinnon. Yes, played very brilliantly by Kate McKinnon, and she is like off in the woods you don't know where she is she's isolated from everyone but she is the person that you know you have to go to if something's wrong and and you need help and you don't know guidance you go to weird barbie and so weird barbie does her best and 
really ultimately has to present her with this call to action. You have to like wear the flip flop and go find out what's the going on. Or go back. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> I love that. Or go back to your high heel and, and go back to, and Barbie over and over chooses yeah. the high heel and like, just yeah. make things go back. Just make things uh-huh. go back. She's like, you're and, getting this wrong. <laughs> yeah. And no. she's finally like, okay, here. Yeah. You have to go. It's, uh-huh. and she doesn't want to. And I love that, that resistance and reluctance because as much as you know, Barbie wants things to be the way they always were because she was happy there and that was good. You also know that she's fighting back for a reason. There's so much yeah. resistance for a reason. And I just thought that was a really smart kind of double edge sword for her like yeah. can she really stick her head in the sand and she's already not by resisting because that's not barbie she doesn't resist and so mm-hmm. either yes. way even in her refusal to see she's resisting and therefore already changing already changing so yes smart. that's true yeah. that's true yeah 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 i mean you really it's it's just so true to life too i mean when you Every lots of times people know the thing they're supposed to do or the right way, but it's hard and it's scary. And so it's like, nope, nope, I'm going to stick with this way. Like I'll stick with my high heels because that's the way I know. Um, But this, and I loved this idea of them being intertwined and that Mm -hmm. you have to help, you you have to help her to help yourself. And this, that also sets up like their interconnectedness and how these two women are going to change each other. And yes, although at the time we don't know. No, which I thought right. was also very mm-hmm. smart and effective. You think it's a kid? I mean, I, I yes, think it was the, the little girl that's playing with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then when that twist came, I was like, okay, this is. Yeah. Uh, it was You're a right. very surprising, delightfully surprising moment. But first, we get to the real world. Yeah. Right. When they arrive. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Um. <laughs> It's, While listening to literally one of my favorite songs, Closer to Fine. I love that yes. song. And Brandy Carlisle and her wife redid it for the movie, who I also love. So every and I'm yes. so glad we got it multiple times because every time yeah. we go back and forth to Barbie of Land, course. I'm like, here we go. Here we it's go. Very important. Yeah. And Sasha's like, what is this song? Which is funny because my tween daughter likes the song. So Oh, like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Mine yeah. my kids would not know it, but I love yeah. that song. Well, I play it for her. I'm like force feeding her. Yeah, she there you go. Play it on her own. <laughs> but so they arrive in the real world and they're rollerblading down Venice Beach, and the expression on Margot Robbie's face is utter perfection. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really, I don't even know what how she's emoting the way she is. It is so perfect, and she says. I feel ill at ease. Ill at ease. Yes. It's so good. Like I'm conscious, but it's myself I'm conscious of. So good. And her face, like she's got the smile and it's really working, but her eyes are just emoting everything. I was... That we all I feel mean, when I, being objectified? Yeah, but also if you didn't know that was a thing, I mean, it's not something any of us have actually experienced. We've all tried to pretend we don't know exactly what's happening, but she doesn't. She doesn't know. Yeah, Yeah. so she doesn't even know what's happening. So she's confused, but also understands there's something wrong. That's the ill at ease part. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but she has no frame of reference for this. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And then Ryan Gosling. So good. So good. Uh, He is so good. I, I, I mean, I'm not, any, I'm not getting any of that. 
I feel what can only be described as admired, but not ogled. And there is no, no. undertone of violence. So oh, I very much has an undertone of violence, Margot Robbie. Says. I was laughing out loud at that yeah. whole scene. Um, uh, it's so yeah. good. That was absolutely one of my favorite scenes. Um, just incredibly again, the two brilliant. of them. Yeah, and incredibly brilliant to give that line to Ken and not Barbie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Barbie doesn't know what she's experiencing. Mm-hmm. Ken has the language for it because that's how he feels in Barbie land. Yes. So he knows he can articulate the difference, difference. the contrast. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, brilliant to me. Mm-hmm. It was. And Greta said they were filming that in Venice Beach. And it was very meta in a way because people were staring at them both. Of course. And the way people looked at and reacted to Ryan versus Margot, it was like Mm. life imitating art. I mean, people were giving him a high five and like nice outfit, whatever. And Ryan, you look great. And they would just actually not say anything to Margot. Like, you know, they would just like kind of look at her and like, and she did feel self-conscious. And so she was actually feeling those things as well. So it's just, it's weird. Very like you meta. Are, right? You are Very exposed. Yeah. And so it worked out perfectly for the yeah. filming as well. Yeah. 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 That was crazy. That Those yeah. outfits. You're right. Those were one of the still life photos that we got. Still mm-hmm. shots that, that came we got out very beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they switch into the cowboy outfits, which was another of the shots that came mm-hmm. out early. So I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, and they have to run because they don't know to pay for anything. And of course, because they, <laughs> they're they in jail and they're in jail again. I mean, that was she gets, all, was, you know, and the things they say to her in jail again. Oh, I think she looks better even with more clothes on. Yeah. yeah. You know, all of that. Um, and, and then, then the next the one for me. Stop. Yeah, the bus stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which Greta calls the heart of the movie, this scene. Like, literally, Mm. everyone wanted it out, and she was like, what is this movie about if it is not this scene? Gosh. Literally. I can't believe people wanted it out. Well, because she admits it serves no purpose, really. She's like, Uh. I mean, she's like, except that it's everything. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So that's what people would say. Well, you could easily cut this, and it wouldn't change the movie. And she's like, well... I mean, I guess not, except you'd be cutting the heart out. So go ahead and try. But I'm not never going to let this happen. I mean, Barbie has never seen, they don't age in Barbie land. She's never seen an elderly woman. So, I mean, her looking at this woman and just saying, you're so beautiful. is just, and then the woman going, I know it. It's just... It was, it's, I thought, apparently the woman um, is the costume designer, Anne Roth, and she's apparently a legend. Um, And what she says is, yeah, it's a moment that doesn't lead anywhere per se, but she would have never cut it because she's just like, it's the heart of the movie. The way Margot plays it is so like gentle and unforced and just, it was, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I've known Margot Robbie was a, an amazing actress before this movie. I can't even describe her acting. It yeah. is it is extraordinary in this movie. I can't it the subtlety, the nuance and yet the like perfection of it, it's it blew my mind. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. 
So funny, I think of the bus stop scene as a different part of that. I wasn't thinking of that that moment between her and the, the elderly woman is is a nice moment. But for me, it was all about when she's trying to clear her mind and connect to the girl that's playing the doll. Mm-hmm. And that we see this like hazy dream moment of um, America Ferreira as Gloria playing with her young daughter, Sasha. And the instrumental version of Billie Eilish's What Was I Made oh, For yeah. is playing. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it, it was powerful the first time. The second time I really was crying, especially knowing, because the first time I thought it was just sweet. But the second time knowing that this is really Gloria yes. and it's her vision and her memories, I really was crying. Yeah, and yeah knowing that she's lost she's she is lost in part for herself but she's also really lost because her daughter is pulling away and that is the most meaningful and formative relationship she's had and i don't know i just that was really incredibly powerful so if to me if they had cut that i don't know that i would be talking about this movie the same way right 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 so the way those two go together yeah and then she she sees it and and of course she says weird barbie says if i i i know i will know how to find her and she has to go inside herself yes inside herself then she kind of has this vision and then she knows where she is and i i loved the symbolism i loved the moment i loved the music i loved the whole the dreamlike Mm. quality of that moment and then mm-hmm. again like I said watching it the second time and knowing it was actually about Gloria was just yeah. so powerful. I actually I'm glad you brought up the part about her going inside herself though that really really hit me like first of all Ken is like so annoying and she's trying to just like leave me alone like I need yeah. to just sit and think and yeah she had to just sit and just like focus and go inside herself and her intuition and that is also something she has no frame of reference for no is never done and yet she was able to and that's how she unlocks all the the pieces and she of course we're watching this while at the same time ken is running around a century city oh yeah where patriarchy is right so they come back together and she's like so excited because she's figured out the important thing, which is this connection you're talking about with Gloria. And he's like, men and horses and men rule the world here. And she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we need to go to the junior high. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Because she so. thinks it's the little girl. She thinks it's Sasha, as we right. all do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But uh, they're both uh, learning new things in that moment, but yes. very different. Very yeah. different. Uh, so then I'm going to the lunch table. Yes, the counterpoint yeah. of Barbie. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love that there's just so many little details that really make this movie next level, which is funny because there are also some details that weren't necessary, I thought, but, but the ones that were really like took, took the movie to another level. And when the, the person, the, there was a kid before the lunch table, when Barbie just walks oh, in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't want to go there. You don't want to you yeah. don't want to do that. And Barbie does. She doesn't understand. She doesn't know that there could be anything against her. And so right. 
she shows she up thinks she saved the women of the world not even yes. against her she thinks they're gonna thank her yeah like and yet Margot Robbie is playing it again, maybe bringing in what she's experienced from rollerblading and also just this vibe she's clearly getting, but doesn't at all understand and has no frame of reference for. She's feeling a little, you can see she's a little vulnerable, even yeah. when she's declaring, don't you want to hug me? She's got her arms out and like, yeah. ta-da, here I am. And you know, she means it. And yet there's just a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of ill ease in Margot Robbie's gestures that are mm -hmm. just brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And then Sasha just lays right into yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, You've been yeah. making women feel bad about themselves since you were invented. You represent everything that's wrong with our culture, sexualized capitalism, unrealistic physical ideals. You set the feminist movement back 50 years. You destroyed girls' innate sense of worth, and you're killing the planet with your glorification of rampant consumerism. <laughs> and Margot Robbie is really losing it now. She's just oh, yeah. like, okay, this isn't good. No, no. You're describing something stereotypical. Barbie is so much more than that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Look at yourself. Yeah. I mean, she calls her a fascist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, but then she's like, no, I'm supposed to help. So then she's genuinely confused. Like, yeah. wait, what's happening here? Like, what? you know, uh, this goes against yeah. everything she thought. Yeah, I make you feel good and happy and powerful. Mm -hmm. And Sasha's like, oh, I'm powerful. And until you showed up, I hadn't thought about you in years. Years, I know. Yeah. yeah. That's a rough blow for Barbie, but also, as we said earlier, is was important, I think, to Greta to have. There's a lot of people who feel that way, and yeah. for good reason. And so let's yeah. just put it out there. Let's yeah. just attack it. And also not put it out there intellectually. Have that be the emotional beat of the movie. Because yeah. what really happens is not just the takedown, but it's that Barbie is devastated and that yeah. her ideals and her vision of what the world is is crumbling, crumbling. before our eyes yeah. so yeah. It, it it does as everything in this movie it does double triple work work it's not mm -hmm. just addressing criticisms it is furthering her emotional breakdown so right. that she can build up to something else yeah yeah so yeah. good yeah it's such a great scene um where after that, I mean, I don't, I, I, she goes to Mattel. I, I, I actually thought that getting back in the box, I mean, it's not, not a big scene. But to me, I was like, oh my God, literally the, the get in your box. Like, I understand there's the fact that Barbies come in a box. So that's why they do it. But also just the symbolism of just like, yeah, get, stay in your lane. On get in a box yeah. yeah every time like everything in this movie um and i never really realized too when they i know you're bart well you didn't play with barbies but they did come with their hands and limbs tied with those plastic things yeah. to keep it in place and when yeah. they well, went most to most toys did right because you need to, to keep it yeah so it doesn't yes like but a regular toy it doesn't really have look the same as like with this it's like her wrists and ankles are being restrained and they are and i get why because like you said for to keep the parts in their place but seeing it in a giant size with a human again there's just the i never thought of it that way and um 
That was great. And I love the line where the guy says, I'm a man with no power. Does that make me a woman? (laughs) When they're going around looking for, uh, you know, who's on the board? Who's the CEO? You know? Right, right. But but anyway, that's when the chase ensues. Like, she's got to get out of there. And that's when we first meet Rhea Perlman as Ruth. It's a small scene. And of course, you have no idea who she is until the end of the movie. And I know the first time I saw it, I was genuinely like wait what is happening who is this um it's this weird underground room in mattel you think maybe it's a dream but i was like i don't know if barbie has dreams like this or but um she's like oh so a woman does work here and she's like we do more than work here um and you know she that's they sort of have that tea and i also again just funny she actually doesn't know how to drink things right and yeah because there's no lo- liquids they're right. messy in- exactly yeah. but you know she says i usually look perfect and she says i think you look just right mm-hmm. um and that's when barbie's just like reeling from the conversation with sasha and she's like your world isn't how i thought it was and this is like really the beginning too of her you know what what is going on here like why yeah. all her everything she believed just being turned upside down but at that moment ruth just tells her how to get out so we just have that one short scene with her until we find out later who she is and you know yeah 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 and then they're in the car this is my one of my yeah. absolute favorites when mm-hmm. they are running and i just love a car chase scene and the fact that it's all yeah. women it's gloria and sasha and barbie Margot robbie are mm-hmm. in the back and they're running from the mattel executives and they realize that's the connection is actually gloria and yeah. not sasha and and they say at the same time, I came for you. You came for me. It's, yes. I just love it. And those were your memories. And again, the car chase, I just love. And there's a moment when kind of Gloria's still talking I, with, in her idealized way and, and thinking about memories. And she's got a romantic version of it. And Sasha says, wake up, mom. And she slams on the brakes and does this uh, amazing maneuver with the car. And she goes, I'm wide awake, Sasha. And I just loved that. I loved (laughs) it. She is. She is. And I love that Sasha is also just a typical teen. Like, seriously, like, we're talking to a Barbie here, mom. Like, what? Like, you've lost your mind. Like, I don't know. And also, I hope no one saw me. Oh, yeah, exactly. A life-size Barbie getting in the car with me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh But it's just in contrast to, like, Gloria and and uh, Barbie are like really vibing. They're like you said. They're like, oh my god, yeah. you came for me. They're connecting, and she's over there like, what the fuck are you guys talking well, and about? And I love what she says. Are you yeah. shining? Yeah. Like the shining. Or, yeah. Are you yeah. shining? Are you shining with? The and Barbie? then Barbie's like, I you know, uh, uh, still in her crisis. If I thought I made the world better, I'm so yeah. sorry. You know. And Sasha's just like, seriously, don't worry about it. Like, everyone hates women. Women hate women. Men hate women. It's the one thing we can all agree on. I mean, she's like yeah. the teenage, just like straight talker um, yeah. character in this. But it was great. I, you know, and she's also looking at her mom like, where did you learn these moves? Yeah. Like, what is happening here? Um, but yeah, then they, they've got to go to Barbie land together. I mean, they've just yes. all decided. I mean, again, she thinks she's lost her mind. But then she's like, all right, I mean, let's do it. Yeah. Um, then we get back to Barbie land and it is taken over by the Kens. Yes. Uh, which just, I brought the patriarchy here and, and horses, horses. Yeah. I just, 
I I don't know. I guess that's a callback to country westerns and things. I I don't associate men with horses, but I guess from the beginning of time, like our founding, yes. like yeah, the cowboys and everything. Um, yeah. But um, and Ken, this is where the white fur coat comes in, which might be one of the greatest like costume accessories. Um, very Sylvester Stallone and Rocky throwback. But um, yeah, so and now. Ryan Gosling, I, I sh- should say, I mean, Margot Robbie really outshines everyone. And I think America Ferreira is also incredible. But Ryan Gosling really nailed this. Dude, wait yeah. till we get to who won. I am all okay. in on Ryan Gosling. Like, okay. I think yeah. he absolutely stole the show. A hundred percent. I understand Margot and America, but like I, he's the most unexpected star to me not that he's unexpected he's a star just that he surprised me the most yeah uh, Yeah. of anyone in this I just had I think what he does with this character and his performance is just insane Insane. yeah I was surprised at how cute he played it instead of just dumb it was very it's so uh, nuanced I think yes yeah yeah and it was very um crazy stupid love to me which i just yes exactly and it is my favorite we should do that movie god i I love that movie too i forgot we both love that one so much um yeah but this is where we get into the whole you know seeing the other extreme now it was always girls night and now it's always boys night and now um you know i just love all i mean whatever the whole thing about the patriarchy and he's like somebody asked me for the time like I'm important in Century City, like, but for the need for degrees and whatever, I would rule that world. But here, I'm just a dude, um, and just like yeah, this whole montage. But but basically, it's now the opposite. Now we've gone to the other extreme, and we can see why that's also not good. Um, and all the women have become brainwashed, and they need to figure out a way to to take back Barbie Land. So we have to go back to Weird Barbie. Yes. Um, and yes. then we, that's where we get to the America for our speech. Um, I know you, which, before we go to that though, I know you saw this, but I really loved when the interview, there was an interview with, with Greta and Noah. Mm-hmm. And she said, do you think the interviewer said, do you think this movie is anti-men oh, and yeah. hates men? And Greta gave a very smart and mm-hmm. well thought out answer to basically say, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And Noah's answer was maybe yeah. even better. He was basically like, dude, we can handle it. We can handle we it. We can handle it. We can it. take Let, it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I don't know if you saw on. Mark Marin when this first came out, but he said something to that effect too when the, with, with all the hype of the movie and men saying that. And he's just like, get over it, dudes. You'll be yeah. fine. Like, yeah. you'll be fine. Like, same type of thing as Noah. Like, relax. And by the yeah. way, if you see the movie... And you still think this is anti-men? Then you, I'm actually have to seriously question your intelligence. Like, the, there, yeah. I don't, I don't see that at all. Well, it casts them in a in a terrible light. But it I think them, what, it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think what in it a, ca- shows is that you can't. Neither one is okay, which I'll talk about later. Like, yeah. you you yes. can't have a one. It, they're both extremes, um, and that nobody benefits in society when you prize certain things like this like yeah. I, I i yeah yeah but when margot robbie is faced with her alternate reality she is like 
you know, unsure. And and then when she was in Barbie land, she was just happy and it was community. And the patriarchy is him trying to just do a surgery, you know, like. Yeah. It just, well, and it, the man, the way they take down the men is in a way yeah. mocking of men, right? Yes. That part I could see. It's like. The whole thing I think is, but. But I am with Noah. You can take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that part where, you know, that's the way they use their idiocy against them, like the mansplaining and the, tell me about the godfather. Oh, and Mm -hmm. how do I fix something? And I can't do finances. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, That certainly plays plays into that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so we go back to Weird Barbie and we got to figure out, you know, what to do because these women, she doesn't know how how to stop this because... I mean, the president, Issa Rae, is running around serving drinks. She's like, what do I do here? Um, And that's when Barbie is still, though, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. She's laying flat face face down down on the ground. Mm -hmm. I don't know what directors, like, sure, put Margot Robbie, gorgeous, perfect, beautiful. Just put her face down. So we see her hunched back and nothing of her. Right. Yeah. But how about, Brilliant. to your point, with with when she's saying, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, when Helen Mirren, the voiceover is, note, Margot Robbie is the wrong person to be cast yeah. if you want to make this point believable. Because it is true. Are we really supposed to believe? Like, I just love that. That, like, yeah. the, of course, she's still beautiful and pretty yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so but this she, is, and and at one point someone comes in and she goes, "It's she's not dead. She's just having an existential crisis." Oh my god! And when was this? I think it was right before this, though. The, the depressed Barbie monologue. I don't know where that was. Like the commercial. I don't know when that was. The one who sits around in sweatpants all day, and um, that was that was like <laughs> right depression Barbie. That was the yeah. commercial they did. That yeah. was right before it. Um, anyway. So this is probably or was probably at the time, the I would say, the most talked about aspect of the yeah. movie. Um, you saw it everywhere. It was in everybody's social media, uh, either quotes from or full transcript of the America Ferrara uh, monologue, which I call like impossible to be a woman. Um, I... Don't think it was on the 60 Minutes one. Yeah, it was. I think it was because Noah was in, impersonating what happens when she starts writing one of these monologues. I was that it was from that, um, and that she she's known for these. And clearly, she wrote this. He said this is her. I mean, they co-wrote the movie, but this monologue is all Greta. And that when she goes to write one of these things, she just like you look over and she's like typing away and like yep. like it just gets in a zone, which I think is reflected here um of just this just comes out of her brain in and then she just like hands it to him and he's like yeah like nailed it like she just busts these out um yeah so yeah i mean i i have the entire thing here i don't i won't read it but um, i think you should but okay before that before that happens what what really prompts gloria to say this aside from her saying i'm not pretty and but she Kate McKinnon comes over and she's wondering why Barbie, Margot Robbie Barbie, isn't being brainwashed. And they'd say, either you're brainwashed or you're weird and ugly. There's no in between. And mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon, oh, yeah. weird Barbie, says, sing it, sister. And then that's <laughs> when America for our launches into it is literally impossible to be a woman. Mm-hmm. 
You are so beautiful and so smart, and it kills me that you think you're not good enough. Like, we always have to be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin, and you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but you also have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll, just representing women, then I don't even know. So good. Woo. I, I mean, that monologue, the words, as you've read them, are is just, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But America Ferreira, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Her performance, the way, now, one of the things, you saw it on the 60 Minutes piece, uh, who knows how many takes there were? A lot. And who knows she how many? A lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. How many ways she played it, and how, you know, whether this was the first or the one hundredth, or what, or it's some compilation of of all of those things. But what we see is just it can only be on the hundredth take, or it can only be having done that because mm-hmm. it is something I haven't seen before. She's mad, but she's not mad. She knows that this is how it is, but she's not jaded and resigned. She's still hopeful and and earnest somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And she, the way the words that she plays up and her her um, finger, like her hand gestures and her hair, like uh, tucking behind her ear. I mean, I I don't understand. It's perfection. It is beyond perfection. It is. It is a new perfection, yeah. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It is the way America Ferrer plays this. Yeah. It is a seminal scene that she'll be known for. And you're right, not just because of what she's reading or saying, just yeah. the whole delivery. I mean, it's, it's, she's arguably one of the biggest scenes in the movie, if not the biggest. And she I, yeah, nails it, it nails yeah. it. I mean, Greta said everyone was crying. I mean, they did a million mm-hmm. takes and everyone, not just like, Everyone on set, male, female, um, and I don't. I well, I'm interested to see what you think. So she thinks that like the reason everyone would cry and not just women, even though it's directed at women, is that there's. She said, "I suddenly thought that this tightrope she's explaining is something that is present for women in the way that she's describing it, but it's also present for everybody." 
Everybody is afraid they're going to put a wrong a foot wrong and it's all going to come crashing down. And in that moment of doing that monologue, she was giving people permission to step off that tightrope. I don't think I realized until then that's what that moment was for. Mm-hmm. But do you think it would resonate the same with everyone? I, I, no, I feel but I don't very think much it resonates the same for all women. For every, women, I, yeah. Right? So I think everyone, but yeah, but I do agree with the, the sentiment, which is that I think everyone or many people walk mm-hmm. this tightrope. Tightrope, and, yeah. And I do think that there is. So yeah, she's captured truth. that that kernel that of truth, yeah, yeah that does, yeah. 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 But to Which me, is it's, crazy. Just, it's the tone. It's the tone and have mm. it not. It's a rant, but it's not a rant. No, you're right. It's, it's like frustrated, but it's but not also, inspiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's, it's the tone is, it's perfect. It's really yeah. just something I've never, ever, ever seen before. Yeah. And I, that, mo- that moment is, is it for me. It's yeah. a movie for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I think after it was for most people. I mean, I did. How many people posted about that and were talking about that? And when I saw it, I was like, oh, now I understand why. Now. And the second mm. time around, then I could focus, like you're saying, on her delivery and on her. Because I kind of knew the words a little bit. So yeah. it's it was incredible. Um mm. And it launches the plan. I mean, in a way, this is this is her plan to save Barbie Land, and um, I love it, to give voice to the cognitive dissonance of the patriarchy or whatever. Like basically, they figure out, mm-hmm. you know, that if you, Gloria, say that or some version of that to each of these women, you're going to snap them out of the brainwashing that they're in. Um, yeah. So that's when they they. They get it's very funny all those scenes where they yes. like I said the mansplaining and getting them out of their things. So now they but so now they're all better, but they're final better if you will. Meaning they're all all the the Barbies have been brought back over, but they're pretending because now the last part of the plan is to get the Kens to like turn on each other and let the, right. distract themselves. Um, and so this they can't is, vote right to change yeah. the constitution. Um, yeah. This is. I mean, I thought this scene with the bar, the Kens singing, playing guitar at you. I just, this one, I loved it when I saw it in the theater. I loved it now. I think it's hilarious. First of all, I, you know, I have the secret dream. You know, I love songwriters. I have this, any, any songwriter male character in a book I'm in love with. Um, but, and, and that I would love for someone to write me a song and sing to me. But this actually just plays on the funny part of it which is just like this idea that i'm gonna play guitar at you i mean that is what's happening it's just like it's like the the irony that i'm like oh it's so romantic but for her to turn it on his head and be like really is it i mean all he's doing is just playing guitar at you um so with all of them sitting around in this matchbox 20 song push i was sitting in the theater and i i didn't do it this time because i already knew i'm like those are the words to that song. It, of course you know that song. Everyone knows that song. I want to push you around. I, but I mean, I, I'm a little bit angry. Um, I want to push you around. I want to take you for granted. You're like, the, the, the song choice here is so good. Um, and what, but I seriously, I had to go research it. I'm like, really? Like, I, this is insane that these are the lyrics to this song. Now, so of course I went 
um, onto Google because I'm like, did Rob Thomas actually let people use his song to me in such a negative way? But, but I those guess are the words I know. But why would you write those? Yeah. But yeah, he yeah. said I didn't know. Also, I didn't know at the time there was a lot of backlash to the lyrics of that song. Yeah. Didn't know that. It came out in the 90s. I just knew the song and liked the song. I definitely did not, was not reading articles then, which I guess a lot of people were saying about those lyrics. Um, but he says that it was like the 90s and like an angst period and in all songwriting and that he wrote it about someone he'd been with who he felt was manipulating him and taking advantage of him. And then you add on that it was angsty 90s stuff. So... Like, that's just how it came out. It was about emotional manipulation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I was a Matchbox 20 fan. I knew the words then. But if you were a fan in any, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan, but I definitely knew the words to a lot of Matchbox Yeah. Oh, I knew those songs. words. I just, they didn't, yeah. that didn't click but with me at all. none of his words make sense. None yeah. of his songs goes oh. to his songs. So this is, I don't know, it didn't, didn't strike me as out of the ordinary i mean unwell is one of my favorite songs too those words make no sense he just yeah. says things and but this and makes sense it just yeah, i mean i don't know yeah i guess i mean it's not nonsensical okay <laughs> i just well then in the same way then uh, these make sense the other words make sense but don't make sense i don't know they never made sense to me I, yeah I, yes, but the point I is it sounds like physical abuse and what he's yeah. saying is he was writing about emotional manipulation yeah, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you put it in the context of this scene it's so good it's such a good choice and it's so ironic and it's so perfect and i just i i was like i i was blown away by that choice when it first when i first saw it and just playing on this whole thing that women love men who play guitar. It's just, which by the way, I'm one of, so yeah, yeah. I loved it. I love that scene. Um, but it does, yeah, then roll into like playing off their ego and jealousy and the, the Kens go to war. Um, yeah. Which brings us into I'm Just Ken. How do you feel about the I'm Just Ken song and the outrageous ballet dance scene? Like with the Kens all in yeah. black. I yeah. mean... That was one where I was like, what is happening right now? When I first thought, I'm like, this is so weird and so yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and a life of blonde fragility. And I just could, I, I don't know how this come, how she thinks of these things. Yeah. Like, let me have a true. whole scene. She does love musicals, though. Yeah. Like, she grew up doing musicals. That's where she met Kate McKinnon yes. in Columbia doing yeah. musicals. So yeah, they were I friends know. in college. Um, and so she does draw a lot of inspiration from musicals. So I get it, but also... Which she had Lady Bird. Yeah. Uh, be interested in theater. Yeah, right she's a theater yeah. kid. So, yes, um, so anyway, I just thought that was a classic, classic. Um, yeah. But I think my, I mean, really then my next scene is the Barbie and Ken talk um, yeah. after yeah. at the Dream House. Are they at the Dream House? Yeah. The, like now, the now they, Jojo Costa yeah. House. I just good. can't even. So I good. can't. And that what you don't brilliant. have to say it twice, and yeah. you don't have to say casa. And he goes, but it sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh my god. So yes, good. that's where they were, and that was after the Barbies have taken back over. But now it's like, what? What do the Kens do? I mean, yeah. So 
he's crying and I just I mean I just he's like it was hard running stuff I didn't like it it's like I lost interest <laughs> once I realized the patriarchy wasn't about horses um but then I don't you know he says I always thought this would be our house mm. and see this is where they have this moment of understanding where she's like she apologizes I took you for granted mm. not every night has to be girls night and he's like thank you for saying that um, but then I don't know. He tries to like go in. I don't know for the hug, the kiss. What is she's like? No, 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 no. And he's like, I don't know who I am without you. And she's like, mm-hmm. You're Ken. She, he's like, But it's Barbie and Ken. There is no just Ken. I only exist in the warmth of your gaze. Without it, I'm just another blonde guy. And she's like, Maybe it's time to discover who Ken is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I feel so stupid. I look so stupid. And so now I love that it's like before she was the one that like i'm not pretty i'm not good enough now he's like i'm i look stupid i'm so stupid um and yeah she's trying to help him with what she's learned and she's like you have to figure out who you are without me maybe it's barbie and it's ken ken is me ken is me and i'm barbie and it's just i i don't know i love that um you know i thought the two of them together in that scene now Because all their prior scenes together were very different because of the roles they were playing then. And this is now more human and vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah. and empathetic and understanding how they both kind of had it wrong. I, I, I thought it was a, a really nice Ken and Barbie moment. I did too, yes. Yeah. And crazy too, all, the whole thing. But anyway. Yeah. It just I, I really did appreciate that call back to the beginning because when she was like... Yeah. It was the only time that it felt lopsided to me because it's not set up to feel lopsided, the beginning, the mm-hmm. setup. It's just Barbie land and these are the yeah. Barbies and it's and it doesn't feel, you know, uh, oppressive. It just feels like this is how it is. And that was the moment where you got or I got that feeling when she when he's like, can I stay over? And she's like, no, it's girls night. Go away. I don't even know where right. you go and it doesn't matter to me. And I was like, oh, that's not nice barbie right exactly not nice and that's when and that call back to that moment uh i thought was really well done it really was um so then where do we go at the end here yeah 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 which i mean i don't the ending is is so many things yeah you're right right probably starts uh, what we've already been discussing but right that's yeah. true but or when ruth comes ruth. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so now we figure out find out who she is at this point um that she is ruth handler the creator of barbie and she comes into barbie land and she and barbie have this this amazing talk um that's even before they go into the sort of alternate universe talk yeah. right like yeah um but First of all, Ruth Handler really is the creative Barbie, and she really did have a lot of the issues that Ruth, the character here, references, like tax evasion and and other things. Um, a controversial figure, but um, you know, she's like says like nobody looks like Barbie except Barbie because she's like I don't feel like Barbie anymore. Um, she yeah. she invites her to walk with her, um, and they have because it's very dreamy moment. Um, yeah, right. Like very, I don't know. Very Hogwarts, oh. Harry Potter, the, the end, yeah. 
yeah, about her becoming human and what that means and whether she really wants that. Because yeah. um, there's only one ending. Um, with it. I don't know why, but I was crying this time watching this yeah. scene. I did not cry the first time. I don't know what it, what really hit me. Maybe it just was the two of them together or... I don't know. I just got very emotional this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be heightened. Yeah. Emotionally. And and here we see Barbie having to make the same choice that she made at the beginning and how mm-hmm. incredibly resistant she was mm-hmm. when Weird Barbie said, you know, you can basically find out the truth or you can go back to your plastic superficial life and she's like superficial life superficial life Mm -hmm. over and over and here she's really thinking about it there you know she's not even thinking about it and she's thinking about it here and and she does know what she wants and she she can't go back she has experienced all the things and Mm. she can't go back to just being one thing one dimensional like nothing to worry about nothing to do no messy fluids no, yeah. I mean, she's had a full arc now of growth, and now we're nearing the end. And you're right, it, there was no other choice now. And she looks different, yeah. um, you know, obviously, just in the costume and her hair. She looks more natural now and is really, which will ultimately lead to her embracing the Birkenstocks, the very, very last yeah. scene. Um, yeah. So her evolution is complete from the beginning to the end. Um and and she wants to be human. She wants to go have full experiences. Um, yeah, of life. And she was yeah. and she was named after. We learned she was named after Ruth Handler's daughter Barbara, mm-hmm. uh, hence Barbie. And so now, in the final final scene in the real world, she is now Handler, comma Barbara. <laughs> yeah. And did you assume she was? When she got out of the car with Gloria and her family and went into this office, did you assume she was going for a job interview? A hundred percent. Because okay. I no You're doctor's office looks like that, looks really. Like that. But yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 But she's here to see she's like at the gynecologist. Yes. Which so, I thought was so freaking good. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh my God, I did not see that coming. It was so smart. Mm-hmm. And and because we have the line earlier, yeah. there's some <laughs> innuendo when, like, what are we going to do, Barbie and Ken? Like, what are we supposed to do when we sleep over? But, the, but there's the, the direct line when the, the construction, construction workers are making her feel really uncomfortable. And she says, I have no genitals. I don't have yeah. a vagina and he doesn't eat. We don't have penis. any genitals. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. I have all the genitals. Okay. Yeah, so it does tie back to that as well. Yeah. Super surprising, I think, for everyone. Um, yeah. Funny. I mean, she she said that she she knew I, I I knew I wanted to end on a mic drop kind of joke, mm-hmm. but I also find it very emotional. She said, cause "This is Greta." She was like, "When I was a teenage girl, I remember growing up and being embarrassed about my body and just feeling ashamed in a way that I couldn't even describe. It felt like everything had to be hidden." And so for Barbie's sort of first act as a human, right, to to go in to do this very some oftentimes like hidden or shameful thing. And she's got this smile on her face and she's just yeah. like, I'm here for the gynecologist. Um, yeah. She said she hoped that also, I don't know, she said brought happiness and joy and that little girls can feel like, well, if Barbie can do it. You know, I can do it too. So there was even yeah. a little lesson there. I love yeah. it. Loved it. Yeah. 
Very I unexpected. Fantastic. <laughs> Very unexpected, but also incredibly true to the story. To the story. It was a callback mm. that was already planted, so it didn't feel like a cheat. And I, it was so smart. And also, yeah, just mm. many levels. Yeah. And I mean, this script, I mean, I, I, now we know we both watched the same interview. I mean, she, they basically said there really wasn't that ch- much changes from their first draft that they wrote together in COVID. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, lots of times you hear, oh, we rewrote the ending 10 times or whatever. Like, to yeah. think that a, most of this, it seems, was kind of there from the start. I'm like, wow. These, these two. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Uh, what what are what are we doing next? What she said. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, we've already said so many. I know. Of, I know. But you have more. Go. I do. This one is really. Um, I, this was in the sixty minutes interview, but it's not really our typical. What she said. I think when we would do these, or, you know, and I have some of those, but whatever. Or more like longer quotes and things that speak to us. But I just she said she said this here, and she said it in so many interviews. I can't believe anybody let me do this, right? That's sort of what she said over and over. And I think it's so true. Uh, it, it is crazy, really, when you think about it, that somebody let her make this movie with the budget they let her make it with and everything else. Because like on its face, it sounds like a crazy idea. I know they had tried to make live action Barbie movies before. They, I'm pretty certain the reason they didn't make it is they weren't going to be like this movie. Um, yeah. This isn't your typical movie. And she said that my, Margot Robbie said something similar, which is like her Greta's mantra throughout this whole thing, which she would say to us all the time when filming was drive like you stole the car, which mm. is like just pedal to the metal, keep blowing through the obstacles, the stop signs. Anytime people were telling us, no, you're crazy. That's what, just keep going. Yeah. And in the end, she's just like, I don't know how anybody let me do this. And I just love that she just kept going, even though it was seemingly like, she says there's some glitch in the universe that allowed anyone to let her make this movie in the way that she, the exact way she wanted to make it. Um, and I, I do think it, it feels like that to me, this movie. Yeah. So I wish it didn't though. I know, because if I it was agree. a man, I don't think we've ever I, said that about a man. I do think the movie was weird and wonderful mm. and, and, uh, and out of the box thinking, every step of the way smart over the top in so many ways but with a hundred million dollar budget like i i don't know why they wouldn't let her make this movie the way she wanted to make it it was her vision so yeah yeah but, but yeah, when they give you that, that much over movie, and over yeah i do think it's pretty surprising i i it could be the woman but I also just think the content is a little, I mean, it's unusual. I mean, they usually give $100 million to make some Superman movie or some Marvel movie or whatever, which is kind of a known yeah. commodity. I think if you're going to give isn't that much. Barbie this, yeah, isn't yeah, that Barbie but, too? I mean, but this isn't that, just that was, taking Barbie and making her like live action. That's what I'm saying. She's making a big statement here in this movie, and it's about yeah. much bigger issues than those yeah, are. But, those are just yeah. bringing to life the comic book, which kind of already written. There is a story to those. You know what they are. It's more of a short yeah. thing. You know, this is I a don't know. pretty I, big gamble. I, yeah, 100% that she went way farther. But I do think that those movies have evolved. I haven't watched all of them. Mm-hmm. My son does like them. I've seen some of them. I do think they are far more than just like fight scenes. They're, they're, it's deeper yeah. and more emotional and, and somewhat more feminine 
undertones and community based than I mm-hmm. would have ever expected from like a macho kind of, uh, you know, a, a basically the equivalent of a Barbie. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not the same, but but it doesn't feel like such a huge stretch for me. It feels like the same you know, a branch. And now that there are so many Marvel movies, I mean, I had to ask why this wasn't sooner. Why wouldn't they take the doll for the girls and do a movie right, too? Right, so, right, right. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. I, I honestly get it. I just, uh, yeah. But I also don't think it was that big of a bet. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was. I think you're right to say yeah. it shouldn't be, but it is, unfortunately. So, like, maybe now it won't be because of her, hopefully, yeah. um, and what she's done, although she's turning her attention next to Chronicles of Narnia. So yeah. excited. Ah, yeah. I love that. I love The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, C.S. Lewis. Same. So that's what Greta's going to do next. So yeah. it's two movies she signed on for with Netflix for that, which is interesting because there's three books, so I don't really know how that works but aren't there five books or I thought there was three I think I think there's more than three I because we have the little like set of it okay but I thought the chronicles were three but regardless apparently she signed on for two with Netflix and that one could come out in 2024 I don't know that seems a little like I mean some article they probably are just wishful thinking there but um yeah but yeah I mean yeah but I love that she said she talked about how that doing that mm-hmm. uh reimagining the chronicles of narnia is keeping her up at night terrifying and, she said yeah she mm-hmm. and she said that when she gets stuck she goes for walks which the interviewer mm-hmm. then just seemed to be surprised like you're greta gerwig you're so smart and thoughtful and you've done this so mm-hmm. many times do you really get stuck and I love her reaction. It was so pure. She was like, <laughs> even before the interviewer turned it, she was like, I go for a walk when I get stuck, which is most of the time. And the interviewer kind of talked over that, her, her just being like casual about it. But then she was like, oh, God, I get stuck. That's all I do. It I is get stuck. get stuck. Yes. Yeah. I thought you would like that. Yeah. That. She's like, I don't know anything else. It's basically like yeah. stuck or stuck. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, and, and and that when she also said about being terrified of that, that she thinks that that fear and the being terrified is the only way she knows it's the right thing to do. She's like, I don't, I think that yeah. is the barometer. Like, if I'm not scared, then what am I doing? Like, I, I, I think then that isn't the project for me, which I thought is very true, but very contrary to what people want, you know, sometimes think. Yeah, except me, and I think... Maybe it's the Mars and Cancer, I'm wondering, because she also is Mars and Cancer. And I feel that way, too. If it's not scary, it's not worth doing. It's just, yeah, that that is my barometer, too. If it scares me, I have to go towards it. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I thought you were. I I did look up her chart. Why didn't I see that part, the Mars and Cancer? But um, she had a lot of Virgo, Mercury and Virgo. I was going to say. Yeah, she so she, she is a Leo, as we yes. discussed on Lady Bird, but she is overwhelmingly mutable. Yes, Gemini. Her and moon in Gemini, her Venus and Mercury in Virgo. Virgo, yeah. And yeah. there was other ones yeah. too. She is overwhelmingly overwhelmingly mutable. Mutable. And then I love the Mars and Cancer, which is cardinal, yeah. but it's something. 
she yeah. and I have in common. I noticed that about the mutable because I was thinking we, we had figured out before when we were sort of tracking our creators that mutable signs mutable. seemed to be yeah. the... Yeah, it wasn't about whether it was a fire sign or a water sign. It was the mutable that seemed to be the key. Yeah. So, Yep, and she's got it in spades. She does, she does. I think Leo is the only fixed sign she has. Mm, maybe, I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But I think of the main ones. If I if you go by the yeah. big, yeah, the big ones, I yeah. think maybe some of her others. Um, I, but yeah, I don't know. I looked at I looked at her whole chart. I don't. She I, was mostly well, fire. It was definitely. I knew that predominantly a little bit mutable. Yeah, and predominantly yeah. fire. So maybe that's the mm-hmm. combo. Yeah, a lot of Sagittarius. That's right. She yeah, a lot of Sagittarius yep. too. So, yeah. whatever yeah. the combo, some brilliance comes out of that. So it's working for it. But I thought of it just when because Mars is how you take action, and and yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. but the com- Mercury, which how you communicate. I mean, the Virgo is interesting to me there, but um, I don't know. Yeah, we, what, so in what way? Like, how, what is I think she's like, well, I'm just saying they're like Virgos are very analytical. I wouldn't see them as like yeah. the, I think it's her Leo though that's like the big expressive create. Right, but that's uh, that, but, if, if she was, if that's how she took action, but I mean, I guess the communication communicates as a perfectionist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah. I mean, she does say, yeah. I guess that tracks Works. with the, she has to, she makes people do a million takes. She's like yeah. you know, very like, got to get this right. Obsesses yeah. over every detail. Um, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, crystal ball was next, you know. Okay. Um, hold, well, I just remind uh, people. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, there were just a couple other things. I loved that the, uh, they showed the set and how the set was so like a sound stage. A lot oh, yeah. of it was actually two dimensional. And what she said was she wanted it to be authentically artificial, which yes. I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. and somehow that really comes through. She didn't yeah. want to do CGI. She didn't want to have, you know, the most, the most technologically advanced, uh, way of doing it she was like uh, they showed a little thing where like yeah. as they're driving to 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 and fro barbie land there's literally a man at the end of the right outside of the frame mm-hmm. pulling a piece of paper to make it look like the yeah. car is driving it is that looks very like reminiscent of her theater roots like how they would do a set like that or mm. whatever but but yeah, the colors and the I mean, she said it was like pumping dopamine into people's systems. Like anyone who came on their set was just like instantly happy. It, it, it's oh, like a surge of that. just like joy. Um, I, I mean, it was incredible. The set was just incredible. I mean, and like she she obsessed over the colors and the the saturation. And, you know, I guess she was saying also, you know, there's been this trend in movies to really kind of go the other way when you're making like real film you know mm-hmm. cinema yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is clearly just the exact opposite just like yeah. dialed up um it was perfect yeah that and the costumes truly like just are like a delight to the eyes <laughs> just like, yes <sighs> yeah and i'm in the cast i mean is there anyone who isn't in this movie <laughs> literally no there isn't i mean it's it's a who's who of yeah yeah. which hollywood right i I guess she can just call people up and be like hey do you want to be a barbie 
Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to say. They wrote this for Ryan Gosling. And oh, yes. And there was no one else. It was Ken going to be in my Gosling. Ryan thing. I know. We've got oh, taken okay, all yeah. my... No, yeah. but yes, uh, that's in- insane to me. I mean, yeah. not just that they... Every once in a while, you do hear people, writers say, I had this actor in mind, or it was only ever going to be that person. And they said that. Yes, I had read that about Ryan Gosling in a million articles when it came out. What I didn't know until that 60 Minutes interview was, no, they literally wrote into the oh. script every time <laughs> they wrote his name. And by the way, Noah Ryan goes, Gosling. it's actually really annoying to have to write that over and over. Kent Ryan Gosling, Kent Ryan Gosling. Think about that. Like That so goes good. above and beyond. That's not just like, oh, I always had Ryan Gosling in mind. That's like I literally wrote him into the script every single solitary time we wrote the name Ken. And that is some next level manifestation right there too. Yes. And then Greta calls him up and says, I've seen the future and you're in it. And you're, you're in it. Yeah. And by the way, she didn't know him. So this is not yeah. just like, oh, he's right. like Kate McKinnon. Like I said, they were friends. Yeah. Whatever. No, yeah. no. Or she I would think of Mike White and um, right. Jennifer Coolidge. Right. Yeah, they have no, a long no. history. Yeah. No, nope. no, that, not that. Right. You're right. That like Mike White, like she's sort of like amused to him. So he's, yeah. you know, I'm, you're in my... Of course, you're going to be in this. No. And Margot Robbie and Greta just would not take no for an answer. They were just like, nope. I love it. You're doing it. You're doing it. I love it. I know. It's so good. So good. Um, All right. So who? So should we go to who won? Yeah, let's go to who won. I mean, yeah. since I've been just yeah. teased, mine it is away. gone too. Basically, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. happens sometimes. Yeah. Who's what, yeah? You, you want me to go? Mine is America Ferrera. <laughs> oh, there you go. I yeah. Mean, if she doesn't win Best Supporting Actress, yeah. Oscar, Emmy, whatever, whatever she's nominated for, if she doesn't win. I just can't understand it. Yeah. I, I've already said the way she plays that character the way she delivers her lines the way she manages to mix so many tones i don't understand it it is incredible that scene is could have been one in that we've seen in so many other movies where a woman is like this is what the patriarchy does to us and yet and yet it's so yeah. extraordinary right so like without her it's a different scene it's a different <gasps> thing entirely yeah. Well, that's yeah. how I feel about Ryan Gosling as Ken. I just don't know who I'm with them. I don't know who else could have done that, who yeah. could have pulled off that mix of um, vulnerability, honestly, um, and sensitivity, but also like being Ken, like who yeah. essentially is just an accessory and an add-on. Um, he is funny, just funny. I mean, I, they were saying yes. like they didn't, people don't think of him as a comedic actor, but he really is and the dance scenes I mean you've got to really lean into that to to pull that off like and I know he's done La La Land and things so and he was in Mickey Mouse Club so he's he's can sing and dance this isn't so outside which is also why who else is going to do this but I just like I said I think coming into this movie I knew a lot about Margot Robbie and how she was going to play Barbie I had seen the, the, like we said, the music was incredible, the set, all these things like could win, they're, they're exceptional, but I kind of knew about all those going in. I was just so surprised by Ryan Gosling's yeah. performance. I, I didn't know, I had no expectation. I just thought he was, honestly, I just thought he was Ken, um, yeah. you know, and I just, I was blown away. I, he just, he really, any scene he was in, I was just, I was, just loved it. So I think yeah. he... He stole a lot of the show scenes for me. 
Yeah. Do you follow, like, do you follow, I don't know if he has an Instagram or whatever, but like he, the way, have you ever heard him talk about Ava Mendez and his yeah. wife and oh, his family? Oh, I have. I mean, oh, yeah, I, have. I just, so that didn't surprise me because of that. I'm, and he has daughters yeah. and he's just yeah. absolutely, or the way he talks about Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, but yes, just how he is. I mean, his acceptance speech, I think it was the Oscars or Golden Globes, whatever, where he, where he, I think it was for La La Land, didn't he win the Oscar? Yeah. I mean, yeah. basically but, his whole speech is about how he wouldn't be able to do his job or any, he wouldn't be here if it wasn't yeah. for Ava Mendez and, and yeah. everything that she does for him and to support his dreams. And, oh yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. Yeah. 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 And he has that thing where it, you know, it's, it's so honest and, mm-hmm. and authentic and not condescending, which is a fine line if you tell me someone gave their acceptance speech and said this is all because my wife babysits our kids that sounds bad right right it does not it is so pure and genuine and you can just tell they have such a, a, a a partnership that is maybe not 50 50 equal but but in itself so complete yeah, that there is no accounting for equal mm-hmm. they just are yeah I, or it's balanced in a way that is right for them whatever that is mm-hmm. like you said i don't know if it's 50 i don't even know what that means but it's 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 something that seems they share a, a vision on and and do and, and support so yeah. much mutual respect yeah and yeah, admiration for each other. And, I gotta yeah. find it. There was a clip that went around when the movie came out, and it said it was a joke about how Greta Gerwig uh, knew the way she knew this part was for Ryan Gosling. It was she she saw this old video of him when he was like on like Star Search when he was like nine, and he's dancing and singing, and it like made the rounds on social media at that time. It's like what this is where Ken was born. I gotta find it. It was so good, and he like a little nine-year-old Ryan Gosling just like killing it on stage. I was like, oh, this is so uh, perfect. It's really, really, like it was everywhere at the time. Yeah. And she did She did say that her and Margot Robbie sent that to him. They were like, <laughs> we knew it. See, yeah, you can yeah. do it. He was like, you Jesus, all right, guys. Yeah, I do think he needed some convincing, but, ah. but he said he read the script and he was like, I mean, I think he realized what was, what was going to be done here. So yeah. And, and you know, they're hinting at maybe a Ken movie coming. I know. And which yeah. I don't know about. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll give it the same exact treatment yeah. as Barbie, which is like, I don't get it, but I trust yes. that they'll do it. And right. I guess it's because he said they, have so, they had so much extra Ken material. Yeah. So that also yeah. get, it like encourages me because it means that yeah. came out of this writing process. We already know what came out ultimately and how good this was. So if you had a lot on the cutting room floor from that experience of Ken, yeah, it could be good. could be good. Yeah. 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 All right. Crystal Ball. Right. I was going to say that for those who haven't been listening from the beginning – we used to do this a lot. We haven't done it in a long time. Yes. Um, and the idea Definitely. was to look into our crystal ball and to say, where will these characters be? Sometimes it was three months, six months, five years. I think we we picked whatever we wanted or what suited it. And, you know, some sometimes we had some really good, like, full-on stories. Like, we were yeah. rewriting the future or, you know, with Lady Bird, you, you reminded me, the last Greta Gerwig we did, 
your yeah. crystal ball uh, was insane. And I was like, we, <laughs> you should just write that as a screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's probably on the one extreme. I would note for those people who want to go back, your 28 Summers, Ellen Hildebrand was also oh. incredible. Oh, that one I'll that. never forget. I, I think I was crying. I think I was crying. That. Oh my God. I, I should just re-listen. Whatsoever. Oh, I think you wrote no more than one. I, it was, I have no recollection. It was so good. None. So those are one extreme. And sometimes it's yeah. just like pondering what yeah. I see for them. Maybe it would be this, maybe that, you know. Or So it's run the gamut. Yeah. But... Sometimes we're more inspired than others, but that was the idea, which was to look yeah. into the ball. Yeah. So where would Barbara and Handler be? What, what, this, is, <laughs> this is what I kept saying to myself to try and think about something. I'm like, who is Barbara Handler after she leaves the gynecologist? And then some, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's different. You have to think of her as that now. Yes, yeah. I mean, for me, I was not going to... I, so in preparation for this episode, I which is part of our conversation that you're kind of alluding to, I had re-listened to Lady Bird and uh, because I wanted to hear about what we talked about for Greta Gerwig in the What She Said segment. And so it rolled right over into Crystal Ball. And I was so blown away that there was no way I was going to even try to compete with that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But my where I do see Barbie is that now that she's free like really free mm-hmm. and and human and and has the whole spectrum of of humanity in front of her i think she falls in love yeah i think she falls in love in a very oh, real yeah. way and because i don't like the idea that romance and freedom or personal professional success for a woman have to be at odds oh, i yeah. just and so I definitely that's think a that's a big part of Barbara's vision for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, what, what I wrote is that I, well, first of all, I, I do want to see, I mean, she's, there's some basic things. She needs to get a job and find a place yeah. to live and all that. So I was like, where, what would, I mean, maybe Barbara can only live with Gloria and Sasha for so long. I also was like, she needs a therapist because she's never really dealt with this full range of human emotions. So she's going to have to, she's going to have to do that. But and then I'm like, I mean, I'd love to see her run Mattel, maybe along with Gloria, <laughs> maybe Sasha, but right. Who, who knows the company better? And we certainly don't need 10, you know, white guys. I know that was a, a joke, um, but kind of not. Um, yeah. But Gloria has so many amazing ideas as well. Sasha could be the next generation, but I'd love to see those two like in a pivotal role running the company. But absolutely I'm like but what I really really want is for her to do that and to find what I said was real partnership mm-hmm. and I know that's what you mean as well it's not of course yeah. the love and connection would come with that but she's been in such a lopsided world that I want to see her see that there can be love and some balance and equality and and partnership between them and so I absolutely agree with you I had that as part yeah. of her of her future as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do think there's a whole other level of growth and self-discovery and new heights that can be reached. I mean, as I'm embarking on my debut year, my Mm -hmm. debut novel, I am like, I couldn't do it without my Mm -hmm. husband. I couldn't have had the courage to be 
who I am and how I am and done what I've done without him and yeah. his support and his love and our relationship. And so and there's she needs so that. much more. Yeah, go ahead. I want that for her. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that new level of, because she's already done getting free in is what I'm calling it. Like that is an individual thing. You can't do that. Someone else can't do that for you mm-hmm. and you can't do that with someone so else. She had to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that was her journey here. Yes. And I want to see where being in a, a relationship. And of course, I'm also thinking of Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, mm-hmm. who just got a few married. weeks ago got married. And went to a Billy Joel concert after. I mean, are they just the coolest? I mean, they just got married, like, low-key, and then went in their dress, which, by the way, wasn't a real, like, a wedding dress, wedding dress. Um, And they just went to a Billy Joel concert. I love these two. Love it. And I just think they've been together for 12 years. They have kids together. Mm -hmm. She has had this huge success. And to me, that just, that's how I feel about Barbie. She has Mm -hmm. had this huge success. She's free. She has achieved it all and now it's like okay now love yeah and she has so much to learn about it because again she has no context and what what she came from gave her no has given her no understanding of that um and there's a little bit her and ken at the end there the scene we talked about where she starts to realize people have to you have to figure out who you are on your own yeah so like you said she got to that but now now she needs to know that like He's not an accessory. He's not just Ken. And by Ken, I mean whoever this future partner is. And and how can you be, that's why I said, the, I kept using the word partnership in my thing. Like, that's what I want to see for her too. So it sounds like mm. very similar because mm-hmm. this is the next Definitely. step for her. The next step. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so interesting because it just feeds right into my takeaway. Look how oh, you did yeah. that. But I'd also, just to circle back for a second, I'd love to know why. Why they decided to get married now. I, mean, I don't know. It's no, a good they question. Yeah, they haven't yeah. talked about it. It's it's their own business. They don't need to. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, I don't know. In my head, I have this idea of like that, that this is what the next level will require. And mm-hmm. they have broken all of their own personal expectations for themselves and now to get to the next place mm-hmm. it, it needs them to be a unit in this way right. I love but it. a unit but only in paper I mean they were a unit what what it's what? not in paper marriage is not paper right but you you uh, I did so you think that their relationship well then now they wouldn't have change. done it well, who I think knows? they wouldn't have done it. They've who had knows? a partnership. Yes. Right. Who knows? Yes. You're right. Yeah. But I I mean, that... sometimes there's kids. I had a friend who just meant something to their kids. Like 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 yeah. and so they were like, all right, if it means something to you. I don't think they believe it changed anything, but yeah. they did it because they asked them to. Now I don't think their kids are young, so I'm not Noah's and hers. I don't think yeah. their four year old is asking that. So I'm yeah. just saying No, it's one... my it's my yeah. crystal ball. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So your takeaway. I was just saying, like, about the, the partnership and relationship. Like, I was, this is not a, it's, I guess it's a takeaway. Like I was saying earlier, I think it's more like something that I'm thinking about after, mm-hmm. about this pow- balance of power in relationships. And, um, you know, Greta Gerwig did say, my hope for the movie is that it's an invitation for everybody to be part of the party and let go of the things that aren't necessarily serving us as either women or men. Um, 
and then that this movie is also dealing with the idea that any kind of hierarchical power structure that moves in any direction isn't so great. Because, right, like, we see that. Like, yeah. Barbie Land is yeah. how unfair it is for the Kens. It's totally unsustainable. And then when he goes to the patriarchy and makes it Kendom, also unsustainable. Um, so there is these two extremes presented here. So we can see the issues. Like, one's not great. The other's not great. Um, but this, what's the balance, right? I mean, at the end of the movie, I think Issa Rae says, when there's, someone's asking for a spot in the Supreme Court, a man, she's like, mm, hold your horses there. Like, we'll give you, like, a circuit court position and then we'll give you as much power as women have in the real world which i don't know is that do we really want that either and it it just made me think of fair play our discussion there i don't know how i got from barbie land to barbie to fair play but but (laughs) a lot of the same issues just like because i start uh, in barbie land i'm sorry in barbie you see how the inequity it just the extremes doesn't work um in but then as I started thinking ahead, like you did, to what would Barbie or Barbara in the real world, we both were thinking we wanted a partnership, but what does that look like and how do we strike the right balance where, um, and you know, and I still have a lot of trouble with it in, in seeing it, um, both personally, but I mean, obviously in the world at large, I mean, do we really want it to go we don't want it to go all one way like some times people say that like we should just let women rule the world like how do we fucking get it this balance and i don't know i just feel like we're swinging more extremes sometimes and that this takeaway for me was just like how do we get it right and that's yeah. never going to be perfect but how do we get it balanced more as a, as a society but then also as I feel more personally, and that's where the fair play comes in, um, when you watched that power dynamic, um, how we can we can do it um, in our relationships where yeah. I, don't, I don't have a lot of good examples. That's why yeah. what I said there, and that's what I continue to believe that, you know, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it is. I think it's hard. I think this isn't an answer or 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 anything but i just i think that i would not call my husband and i equal Hmm. that's why i say balanced balance is not equal yeah i wouldn't say balanced either Mm -hmm. i would in fact it's so we had we just traveled recently and i was saying how incredibly lopsided we are Mm -hmm. and at certain things in certain ways personality and also tasks like there are yes. some tasks i do not do he oh, yeah. only does or, yeah that's but, natural yeah i think that it is the it's the sum of the parts mm-hmm. are greater than the but then that balances is. out to me that like that yeah. that's why i use that I like it's not that yeah, everything no. is balanced of course there's going to be tons yeah. more that you do in certain areas or that to me, though, yeah. is just people have strengths and you should, that's just smart. Yeah. That's just teamwork. You find what people are good at and that's what they should run with. So there's things you're good at or you like to do. You should do them more. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not like, well, you do that. So you have to do that. It's like, find what the thing that you need to do and or the, that you're good at or you have the strength at. So that may not be even, but that's not yeah. really, I'm talking more like, that's like, that's like division of labor shit. You know what I mean? No, no, it's not. It's definitely not. That's not what I'm talking about. I guess that's what I am 
trying to like, and I'm thinking of it so like theoretically that I'm, maybe I'm not explaining it well, but like balance I think of is like one side to the other. So it's like I put all the something on one side, but you put, you know, a, a pound of bricks and a pound of feathers. Those are very different things, but they equal out. And the way I see us is like a ball, like a circle, one whole thing. So I don't know, who knows, but there, there is no answer. Because of the fair play, I was thinking more of the, um, yeah. when, when one is more successful, when one, yeah. um, yeah. that, that's what I'm talking about. Like the, how can one be encouraging, but not threatened, um, yeah. and all of that. And that, that is hard, I think, to, to yeah. strike the right balance. But part of it is sure. the patriarchy or whatever we're taught, right? So if you, you can't just fix one without the other, you know what I mean? Something, yeah. use each other. So I, I yes. just thought that this, is the, yeah. Yeah, that is something we've talked about before, how my husband and I, in that way, were both raised counter-programmed, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that is yeah. something that Which is, is probably helpful. Yeah. In some yeah. ways. I, I, would, yeah. I would imagine. It's, yeah. It probably, yeah, is a huge piece of it. Right. Yeah. Well, my takeaway is sort of similar because I don't know what it is. I don't even know what I'm really like uh, searching for. But I just had this idea that like, uh, obviously, I feel I could relate very much to Gloria and that feeling of she is totally in it and she experiences everything that all the negative but she's still hopeful and earnest Mm -hmm. and like in it and then I've certainly been weird Barbie we've talked many times (laughs) about my feral upbringing and and so many of the ideas that I hold that are just outside of the norm just because I didn't learn the norm in that way but so I was like this year feels like my Barbie phase Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it means but I I just feel pretty sure of it like I though of the three that was the one I the character I could I don't know not relate to the least it just she was the most aspirational in some dimension and I I, oh that's interesting I guess and I actually embrace my Barbie yeah I think I probably related most to stereotypical Barbie just yeah. because she's usually just following along. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Uh, Margot Robbie's. Yeah, Margot Robbie's. Yeah. yeah, because I just feel like, you know, she's following along. She doesn't want change. This is her at the beginning, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just wants to stay on the path and like, okay, yeah. can't we just do this? And that and that she can't, that you can't, you just can't. Like she, just, yeah. just like her, like you have to reckon with the messy stuff. Yeah. Um, by the end and look where it will get you it you but you got to go through it first so yeah, yeah. Yep. wow yeah. incredible barbie barbie yes margot robbie she bought the rights to this this was her i and, know and brought and it to greta brought in greta yeah very I mean, smart i know we gave a lot of credit to greta which right. is deserved but, but margot robbie mm-hmm. really for not only for her acting but her business choices too incredible because you know yeah. she did i tanya she did promising yeah. young woman i mean she she's yeah. a producer on those and and starred in in i tanya so she's very savvy 
and very, very talented. So, very. yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just going to, and we didn't talk about the soundtrack. I, I was singing I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world when we came on here, even though that song's not in here, but I, I loved the soundtrack too. I thought it was so good. Um, yeah. she, she hit all the marks. She did. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go off in your pink world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>